Hello everyone, welcome to the Red Men TV. It is Monday, there is no final word, but we have had Jürgen Klopp as the Liverpool boss for just over four years, so we thought we'd sit down and talk through some of the highs, lows and the, and the journey that kind of got us to where we are today. Um, this the show, um, of European football. That is basically, yeah, absolutely. Full title, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this show is brought... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. But to you uh, in association with the Athletic, we've got a fantastic partnership with them. At the moment, they do some of the best, if not the best, writing on Liverpool in the world today. James Pearce, Simon Hughes, and a plethora of the best sports writers on the planet today are all on the app, and you can get fifty percent off your yearly subscription by using uh, the Athletic.co.uk forward slash the Red Men TV, and it's free for the first month as well. Uh, there's a couple of bits on there from James Pearce well worth uh, filling your time with uh, there's a piece on the former Liverpool defender who is the number one fancy football player in the world at the moment uh, spoilers it's Nicky Tanner um, which is the best thing he's probably ever done in his entire life uh, which is mad mad I love my dad's face can't ever get over Nicky Tanner as the player, can you? I'll put him in my team tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that, and obviously there's an article by Pierce as well, talking about like the, the Anfield expansion and the problem with Towton and stuff. Really, really good, really interesting. So some really long, in-depth reads. Get over there, uh, the athletic.co.uk forward slash the Redman TV. Anyway, uh, I am Paul Machen. I am joined by Chris Pajak, by John Machen, and by Steve Hall for this one. Gentlemen, uh, yeah, four years of, uh, of Jürgen Klopp. We, we've delved into the numbers, the big numbers, the big stats. Uh, we're going to start uh, at the start, really, Chris. And Seems logical. It does, doesn't it? You yeah. know, we could jump all over the place. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure we will at some point. But uh, I, it was really interesting because I sat down with James Pearce the other week and talked about like the end of Brendan Rodgers and the build-up to the, the Leicester game. It's kind of fresh in my mind and it was a, a really interesting time to do it. It's easy to forget. That um, obviously went from the spectacular highs of thirteen fourteen, but everything fell off a cliff very very quickly for Brendan, and it's it's mad to kind of put ourselves back in that that time four years ago. I remember I remember walking out of Goodison Park in the derby, we were drawn, and it, I couldn't fathom where we are today. Then we felt we'd never felt further away from a European Cup and all that. Uh, you know, uh, probably as far away as we'd almost ever been at that point. Yeah, and I think you know. There was a lot of credit built up by Brendan, wasn't there, mm. after 13, 14, but it, it, it did really quickly erode away, mm. didn't it? And, you know, you just have to look back to that last month of results that he got and, you know, a few defeats and a few draws in there against some big sides as well. You know, your Manchester United, your Everton's were all there. But really, it didn't look like we were going to improve anytime quickly. And as you say, we were miles away from where we are today. And, you know, we needed to do something and, 
you know, we probably needed to make the change at the end of the season, but because he'd had that credit in the bank from the the year previous, 13-14, the you know, FSG decided let's give him one more sort of roll well, of the his, dice. He basically threw his coaching staff to the Wolves, they'd need to buy himself one more one more spin and it it's it's mad, isn't it, that because okay, that think back to that that day. The rumours were it was all it started to be rumoured. Brendan Rodgers is gone. You know, there's the famous uh, Thierry Henry grabbing Jamie Carragher's leg, or all, all that kind of stuff. And then it's Klopp and Ancelotti, the big names being linked. I it's mad. It, I, I always talk, I always think back to times when we were tentatively linked with Zidane in like the before he moved to Real Madrid, and it was never deemed a possibility because like Liverpool weren't a consistent Champions League side, and did we have the money, etc. I never felt like Klopp was attainable at all his time during Dortmund, and then all of a sudden. He's there. He's being unveiled. Yeah, it was. It was funny because for the uh, probably for a year, there had been fans bombarding John Henry and his missus, saying sign Klopp. Yeah. Regardless of how well Brendan was doing or not doing, um, and, and uh, sorry, and get so yeah, bring him along, Royce. bring your son along, yeah. <laughs> um, and and we all talked of Brendan as being like a bit like a poor man's Klopp. Mm. We had this image that we were a club who were going to have young kids and then sell them when they became profitable. Yeah. And we were never going to be buying big stars. And, and Klopp had made that model his own, hadn't he, by, mm-hmm. at Dortmund. And uh, to actually go from like the apprentice to the master, that was quite a jump, wasn't it? Yeah. And, uh, quite well, you're not meant smacking. to lose a manager like Brendan Rodgers. We went from Rafa Benitez, who was the best manager we'd had since what? Kenny, you know, maybe Ulier, I suppose. But, you know, and then you, you go back to all those managers who be linked with Alan but Kerbish he, and he's getting linked with the job. All of a sudden we go through oh Hodgson, Kenny, Kenny. But we, Kenny were, we were not overjoyed with Rodgers to begin with. Mm. I mean, I think, didn't he didn't he turn us down first or something? And it was a bit of uh, yeah. uh, stuff like that. And then he, he came and I, mean, I remember thinking, oh, God, you know, if he didn't really want us then, and he's certainly not going to be better than Rafa. Mm. But you know, give him his due. He really turned that round. Mm. Um, and his detractors would always say that it, that Swansea side was really built on the foundations of Palaceuses and, 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 and the Martinezes and all yeah, that yeah. world, was it? But um, I, I don't forget the year before he left because of the anguish, and he showed it. I mean, I always remember he talked about pacing the floor yeah. all night, trying to figure out what he could do to to get the side back on track, and he came up with three at the back. Yeah. And that was successful for about five or six games. And then, it's a bit then we played yeah, yeah. Swansea of all people and they they beat us. And then we went downhill, we stopped we stopped winning games. And it, it just looked like he'd run out of ideas. It, yeah. it just is a brick wall. Yeah. And that had happened with all our managers, all the managers we'd had who'd come second in the league, that was like finished. Yeah. They'd done everything they could and they still couldn't win. That was the end of them. That's it, and uh, you know, obviously, he comes in, to stay, and it's 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 it, it's mad because my timeline, when I, I I have to constantly remind myself of where things fit, because effectively, you know, he, he had three quarters of a season in, in his first year. It's such an it's such a really odd one to to look back on because I I remember things happening in that season that didn't happen in that season. They happened in the seasons thereafter. But I think there's a few really key moments, um, and the first one is we go away to White Hart Lane, his first game in charge, and it, it's one of those things that does the rounds periodically on social media, and I've actually, I've actually got it, I'm just going to read, oh, the just team. Gonna read through it. <laughs> the team that Liverpool put out on the day is one of the worst football teams, I think, that Liverpool have probably, well, no, I tell a lie, 
the Roy Hodgson, Robert Nicky and all that kind of stuff side is amongst the best. But we had Simon Mignolet in goal, Skirtle, Sacco, Klein, Moreno, which is, you know, kind of kind of much and mutters. Lucas Emre Chan, Milner, Coutinho, Lalana, Origi. But then you had the likes of Torre, Allen, Ibe, Bogdan, Randall, uh, Zhao Teixeira and Jerome Sinclair on the bench. And then you think about what he... What, <laughs> we've come since then astonishing but the story at the time then was all very much like you needed to see you got to see immediately what Klopp was all about and we saw this side you saw Adam Lallana collapsed off the pitch didn't he you know you know, like absolutely ran himself into the ground that was what it was Klopp was just going to get these lads dead fit and see where, see yeah, where it went straight away you could tell like he coming in and he bombed fire he was like it's four to back that was the first change he made it was like I'm going to four and it's going to be four no matter what and then you see little shoot, you see shoots things, and it, it doesn't always go right because he draws a couple, does he draws a few early? I think it's probably the City away game, is it? That where things like you, the four you get one, to, the four one, and you probably and that's when you see like this is what this is what he's after, you know, high intensity, high press. Didn't probably didn't trust his defence enough, so he, had, he knew he had to go and, and do that. It's when Remember, Bobby came of age, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, you're into. We didn't even know what Bobby was then, did we? We were. I was disappointed with him. I'll be honest. I remember yeah. I went to the. West Ham game, I think, under Rodgers. We got to be 3-0. Um, and we were dreadful at home. Oh, Gomez left back. I, uh, it, st- yeah. I still talk about that game. Dejan Lovren doing stepovers on the halfway line and stuff. And <laughs> I watched Firmino in that game and I was like, this lad can't play on the wing. Yeah. He's, he can't run. He's, he was so slow and he, he everything just took an age. And I was like, this looks like another flop. It looks like another bust. We, we've got this, another transfer wrong on the back of everything else that had happened. And then Klopp comes in and, and just like say, finds a place for him. Everything starts working, and it's more like I say the team wasn't great, and the, the squad was really bad. It was unbalanced. Like I say, he said in your interview, didn't he? That wasn't what I wanted, but I had like fifteen strikers, so I thought I might as well try and attack. Yeah, and he, so you you, you, st- you you know slowly but surely, the issue we had was that the, the tools he had weren't good enough to play the footy he wanted. And yeah. but he never said he said the exact opposite, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He kept going on about the squad's good enough for me. I'll but he was lying work, because he kept selling yeah. them. <laughs> I know, he, no, but, I mean, no, but, but, but that was that was his philosophy, wasn't yeah. it? Just don't don't downplay what I've got. Just big it up, and yeah. uh, you know. But also, I think let's not forget he did get better out of them. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know we got Absolutely. to two finals that season, so he wanted to find out what that squad could do when it was playing at its absolute best. Yeah, he handed, and he had no choice in that matter either. Yeah. By the he way, he handed that squad its future. And said, and, but he could have bought in January and he didn't, did he? No, that's true. And yeah. he deliberately kept what he had. Yeah. yeah. No, that's it. You know, because he fostering the team spirit has been. This is the thing like, where, where I find most interesting. What I've really enjoyed looking back on that first season the most is because you look at what's happening at Manchester United and look what's happening at Chelsea to a lesser extent, and and Everton's probably the, the most prevalent example. They're all talking about like, particularly Everton. Who is this guy? Who's this man? They've had this manager for a year and they don't know who he is and they don't know what his philosophy is clearly and they don't know what what he what he what he's all about. Brendan Rodgers took brought all like the fan groups in and it, and got a tactics brought out and said, "Here's what I'm going to play. Here's what I want to do. And whatever." And that was great. Klopp had none of that. Klopp just was like, "No, I'm just going to come in and I'm going to show you on the field what what, what I'm trying to do." And it, for me, there's there's a the building blocks of everything that we've gone on to do under Klopp all happened in that first season. And there's you know, there's obviously other moments, but they just become they become good games or they become cultural touchstones as they fit as they go further along. For me, it's that first game against Spurs where you got the idea everyone's just gonna run loads. There's the game where we lose to Crystal Palace on the eighth of November. We lose two one. Mm. 
and Jürgen Klopp comes out and he says, uh, after the goal in 82 minutes, with 12 minutes to go, I saw many people leaving the stadium. I felt pretty alone at this moment. We decide when it's over. Between 82 and 94, you can make eight goals if you like. I'm still waiting for that to happen, by the way, Jürgen. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, that for me, if you, if you want to look at building blocks, Chris, that was the game where he basically he, he realised... He actually has got a bigger job on his hands. The job isn't getting the, the team playing. Not just getting the team playing. Exactly. Yeah. He's got to get the fans on, on side as well. And, you know, we still see it. We actually saw it against Leicester a little bit last week. A couple of people getting off. But it's a constant reminder that there's going to be rewards for the people who... who, who oh, I mean, who come on. Out. How many times have we had that over the last sort of 12 to 18 months? Yeah. You know, Tottenham, Newcastle, Everton, they've all fallen foul of it. Leicester now as well. And, you know, you're right. I remember we went to that. We were lucky enough to go to his first game in charge, weren't we, at White Hart Lane. And you just knew then and there that there was going to be something special building. And you didn't know how long it was going to take. And I think FSG, for all the detractors, especially back then, they recognised that the main issue they had with Brendan Rodgers was he didn't have a manager who wanted to work within the blueprints of what FSG wanted to do. Yeah. And that was with Mike Gordon and the committee and all of that type of stuff. And they went and found the manager who's worked in that type of a situation before and who actively wanted to be a part of that. And also a manager who is forward thinking and will use analytics and will use all of these things to get the best out of what he's got. He's not walked club. into that football club, which Brendan Rodgers did, and gone, ooh, and like felt threatened by anything around it. I mean, that is the kind of man who, who thrives on people, talented people, showing him new things. Well, I, I remember sitting here and saying that we're not going to sack Rodgers before that Chelsea game. We're going to run a game's coming up, which a new manager's going to lose them all. Mm. You know, Spurs, Chelsea away. We're gonna, he's going he's gonna to lose. So why would you bring a new manager in f to face that? And Klopp came in and just knocked everyone's socks. We got beat by Palace, but we went to Chelsea and won. Yeah. Drew at Spurs. And you immediately began to believe this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. But you didn't, you didn't know what he was doing. He wasn't like Rodgers telling everyone. Yeah. He was just doing it. Yeah. You know. yeah. I thought that the Chelsea game, I, was, I went to that game away. And um, it was one of those where we... We looked like we, our our game plan, and our tactics were better than the other team, and I hadn't felt that for a while. Even even say thirteen, fourteen, I always felt it was we were more talented, and we were just blowing teams. I never thought we were out scheming, out tack, you know, yeah. getting the our manager was doing better than their manager and stuff, which was happening sometimes. The Rodgers, someone would do yeah. a job on him, and that game, like things, things were going brilliant, and then Klopp just realised these are a bit soft at the back, and he put Benteke on, and we just went direct at Benteke. Yeah. And we scored goal. You know, he scored. He lays him off Coutinho scores, and then Benteke scores himself. And it was one of those where what Chris mentioned there about it looked like he'd looked at, at, at an area of the pitch and gone. Actually, if I turn Benteke over to our right and we just hit the ball on him, their left back's not getting anywhere near him. Yeah. And it was plant like things like that where you could just start seeing well, them planning said, little he, bits he and bobs. People constantly go back to the um, to the original press conference, and the, the doubters to believers thing is the one that the one that takeaway that everyone talks about. But Chris, he talked about if you can beat teams, beat teams. But if you if you come against better teams, you drag them down to your level and you kill them there. And that that was what, and that's why it's, it's mad. There's like a month there where we go from the defeat against Palace. We mentioned it before. We go to the Etihad. We change. We basically go to four three two. But Bobby Firmino in, in, in the fall night, we battered them absolutely. You know, we we were at that game, and we like see, it was one of those games. We got a few of them on the top where we're like. Gobsmacked, you also you three nil up, 
after like half an hour and you're like you can't work out what 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 the hell you're seeing and then we go and we have that like um the 2-2 draw with West Brom yeah. which gets which is the other one that, that gets held held up and it links back into the, the bringing the fans on side is that no one no one outside the ground really understood it but everyone who was in the cop that day understood what he was what he was doing we weren't celebrating drawing no, with West it, Brom I, it, you know, we've talked about it over the last sort of 12, 18 months, whatever, two years, and about like Klopp utilising marginal gains and be that throwing coaches, be that set pieces, or be it the fans. You know, he recognised he was he, he was lucky enough that Liverpool play in a stadium where the fans can actually affect football matches, and getting them on side was a major part of making us into a force in Europe again. Not just Europe, but the Premier League as well. And you know, I find it really interesting. You mentioned that 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 first quote about dragging them down uh, to your level. Isn't it interesting the teams try that to us now, and we're ready for it, and we're able to do it at their level. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how you're going to come up against Liverpool nowadays. You want to play long ball against? We did against Burnley. All right, we long balls here and we won the game so we've gone from a basis of having to do that now to being recognising that teams are going to try that against us yeah. and we're able to deal with it because we know what they're going to do well let's Klopp's a big Rocky fan isn't he and look at Rocky 5 you know Tommy the machine gun tries to take it to the streets and that's where Rocky came from <laughs> he knows how to street fight if he has to no, I think it's a great point but it's funny though that by, the, by the time that, that's the 13th of December is the West Brom the West Brom thing Um Klopp's coming in, in October. So by mid-December, he's, he's basically laid it out for all to see. You know, we, as you said, we've gone there, we've we, we shown him in the, in the first game against Spurs what the, the general ethos is, run, 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 press, press, press. He's, he's, he's sent a, a message out to the fans and said, this will not stand, this kind of, this kind of loser behaviour. Yeah. He's gone to the Etihad and, and, and engineered a win in, in the style that we're going to see become the, the style ultimately. And then he's, we, we've, we've snatched a late, a late point and he's gone and rewarded the, the crowd for it. So he's been in there, not even been in half a season and everything you need to know, everything you need to hold on to when there's going to be you know, down points or whatever, he's, he's laid out for us already. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, I don't, it, it, you couldn't really jump from that to winning the European Cup. No. You, you know, but you still felt this sort of great upsurge of belief and that's what he talked about, wasn't it? Belief, you know, being believers. And we all became believers very quickly, didn't we? Absolutely. Well, it's the, the stuff in the second half of the season. But I do seem to, was it round about then he didn't have any defenders? Uh, <coughs> I couldn't tell you. He brought in Stephen Cook. That's the January after Stephen Cook. Of course, yeah. Because that's, that's up, that, the City game is in there. There's, of course, Martin Scales scores an absolute banger in that, in, in that <laughs> game. Um, but yeah, we get into the, we get into the new year with, with that, Steve, and that's where... I don't think we've looked back from from then. Really, we've had we've had knocks and we've had points where it hasn't been great, and we you know we 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 fought for things and what have you. But when you consider, he had that couple of months, and then for that team we go on, we get okay. Look, we lose the we lose the two finals, but we get to the League Cup final, which we lose on pens, and we lose that on pens because we miss our first three penalties. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. you, know, well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. incredibly frust- incredibly frustrating. One of I the suppose. worst days of Chris's life as well. Um, <laughs> I've never a, seen a more ill Chris Page in a football match before. It was a, it was the, the where you are about now is the Norwich games that January, isn't it? The five four, and then we have Dortmund a bit later on. You're talking about you know the, the late goals and the never. That's what I started taking from this period is that Liverpool don't give up. Because yeah. I was I referenced that West Ham game before. And I had 2-0 Liverpool give up. Yeah. And Brendan had gone and, and 
the crowd had all gone home, and not only the players had given up, the crowd had given up, like the manager given up. Yeah. So the West Brom goal, and then they go and beat Norwich in the last second, and then we have Dortmund a few weeks later, and that is one thing that has consistently stayed from then until now is that they put never ever give up. They can be three 0 down with ten to go, and they'll be running their bollocks off. And I think that's what, that's what we've learnt now is that that that's got to be from him. That's yeah. that's a mentality he's installed, and that team that goes the five four at Norwich. It's a. It's not. It's nowhere near as good as the team that we Liverpool have got now. Mm-hmm. But the same fundamental principles are the same as that. If you walk off that pitch having not given it your all, there's a very good chance you're not playing yeah. next week. I, you know, I'm just not having it. I'll sub you off. Whatever. Yeah. You've got to put your and we've how many got like you mentioned before? How many late goals have you since then to now? It's it's actually quite incredible. And that that's all him. That's yeah. that's a that isn't a. It's it's partly fitness. So that his team deserve yeah. credit for that. But it's definitely mental in that. You just you just don't stop. Why why on earth would you give up when you can? It, we always talk don't, about don't accept, it. Don't settle for less. Dad, we always talk about their couch as a player who runs through brick walls for you. But even in a great even a, you know a team run by a great manager Rafa Benitez with great players around him, his work rate stood out because that because he did because and he was maligned for that. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas he was seen as like a you know a bit of a. A workhorse rather than a striker. Yeah. The fact that he scored loads of goals didn't yeah. seem to make any. But difference. his that level of effort. But now everyone everyone, everyone runs you know their socks off, yeah. and it, it's almost it's all, almost un- they don't even think about it anymore. People yeah. just do it. Yeah. I remember yeah. going under Benitez for enough. I think I went to Reading and we were getting beat, and he took Torres and Gerard off. I think, and he'd always give up the game. As it's I say, the legs for next week or the Champions League, he takes Torres off when Chelsea go two up. In extra time, just and I'll save him for next week. I don't think we've ever seen that from Klopp. Uh-huh. Like yeah. next week, he'll take care of itself. Yeah, you know, there's it's pros and cons. You might you might well, run them. See, you're right because we've seen sides where he's put teams out in cup competitions and we've lost them, but he's brought on Firmino and Salah or Mane. Whereas what we did on the Rodgers going to Real Madrid away and not playing any of the first team that sends a message to the fans, yeah. Yeah. doesn't it? And it, it's Klopp going out there and going, listen, I picked the wrong side or whatever. I thought they were good enough, but I ain't gonna give up on this game, boys. Yeah. And you can, you need to be consistent if you want the fans on side till the ninety fourth fifth minute. You need to be able well, to I show think, them. I, I the, the, the Madrid game, in, in some respects, shows the difference because I can understand exactly what Rodgers did. He, he put his best team out at Anfield, and we were three 0 down at half time, and Real Madrid stopped deep playing. Yeah, and he thought to himself, "Well, if I put my best side out in Madrid, we're going to be three 0 down at half time. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do is stop them scoring goals, and I'm maybe later on." It was the Sam Allardyce thinking. Yeah, and. Klopp doesn't even doesn't go anywhere near that kind of thinking at yeah. all. His thinking is always positive. And it's always this next. It's always the next game. It's always I can work game. it out. Yeah. I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. Yeah. I want to win this match. So if we are two 0 down to three 0 down to Reading and Simmons, I'm leaving the best. In fact, I'm bringing more on. Yeah. I'm not throw, don't throw no towels in. And like I said, you can't preach and train into your players to put the hard yards in and run and run and run and you know take them to America in Boston and flog them under intensity. If you if you're the, then going to give up on games, yeah. and I think that's the that's the main change he's made is that no no game is not important for him, and he, we've even seen him like the, the teams in that first year when he goes to Exeter and plays and with Henry. the with the with the obvious exception I think of the FA Cup. Yeah. I don't think he's ever. I don't. I mean, and it's, as evidence by we've never gotten past the fourth round of the FA Cup yeah. on the clock. I think that's. I think timing. that's timing. Timing where it is, squad depth, how good the squad is. 
and he has to make changes. But even then, in those games, it's not like he, he accepts losing. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll 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 make he'll make them run. Don't get me wrong. And you see him, he's fuming on the, the Wolves game in the cup. He's absolutely livid on the sidelines. Like you're expected to deliver when you get the yeah. shirt. I think those I think those, those early cup games were about him seeing what his resources were yeah. and seeing what he had and well, and, again, and seeing him, as a as, a, as an important tool in you know in in finding out how to move on. Yeah. Who 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 did he have Jose in his Jose Enrique, squad? not a centre back. Brilliant. <laughs> Captain that game didn't yeah, he? It's a cross. So you know Jordan I and people like this and. Um, Ojo, you know, they all got on the pitch and, you know, he had a look at what they were like and, you know, by the end of that season, he'd not bought anyone apart from Stephen Corker and never played him, except as a centre forward once, I think. (laughs) But he knew exactly what he needed and then then he went and started to fix it. The big, I think the... uh, The the other thing, though, early on is that he kept giving us really high, real highs. Yeah. You know, not all the time because you can't do that with what he had. But you know that that City game was one, and obviously Dortmund was another. That the victory over United yeah. at Old Trafford, where yeah. well, it wasn't a victory at Old Trafford, was it? I don't think it was, it was a draw, one old draw, was it? Yeah. I think Coutinho yeah, scored that home. fantastic goal. Yeah, you know, and and those, you know, he kept getting the supporters rewarding them and saying, "Look, this is what we can look forward to." It's it's funny because you know the, the you can just forget about, forget about that League Cup. Defeat. It's so it feels so far away and so inconsequential ultimately. But it's the Europa League stuff that I, you know we talk about the building blocks. You, we bookend the season with building blocks. It's those little early couple of months and then it's the final couple of months of the season because you're dead right. We've got the Dortmund game. We've got Manchester. Well, <laughs> Augsburg. We played. Everyone remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We played Ragnar Clavon and no one remembers. Um, who's this lad? Who's this Clavon lad? We played him twice last season. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right. We knock out Manchester United. Knocking out Villarreal. Knocking out. Knocking out Dortmund. It's funny. I was watching back a, a video from the time and I, I called it the, the the Dortmund game the greatest European night since Saint Etienne and it, it'll be forgotten about now you know I mean, it won't be because we all we all remember it but it now there's it, a few more to add to well, the exactly, list but exa- exactly it's now not a patch on on, on, on Barcelona which, which we'll, we'll come to but we finished the season 8th which is mad um, he kind of froze the last month don't he? yeah he's, 100% he's, he's not bothered well, we, were playing, we were playing Ojo and, and Ibe and, and, and Ben, ben Teke, Teke, in, West Brom yeah. I think I remember that one I think Shiravea or Swansea yeah, yeah. but the, it's the, the Basel one for me and it, you don't realise the time again we did a documentary and I remember saying at the end of it it felt like it felt like the beginning of something but it was only ever a feeling that set the blueprint Chris, it was the template for what followed. If it, it was the template, but yeah, for Kiev, on the pitch, off the pitch, everything. Yeah. Because you know, I remember you know first European final I'd ever been to, and being in that square in Basel will, will stay with me forever because it was just unbelievable. And what's happened since then, it, it, you know, it, it, it's clearly been surpassed. But off the pitch, that's what you saw, and there was a belief about the fan base again. On the pitch, you well, know, how many kids did we see? Loads, and we and that brought was one of the, the youngsters over and, with them. And you look at now and. You look at these what Boss Knights are doing and, and the Boss kids and stuff, and you look at it and you go, "And future's sound here, isn't it? Yeah. It's sorted because we've got this young generation coming through who seem to understand, you know, exactly what it is to be a Liverpool fan." Now we probably, or I'll talk for myself, I probably came to that a little bit late. There was nothing like that for 
for us when we were growing up mm. those days were, were long gone and we were just living off the stories of, of people like your dad and, and my dad and, and stuff like that and all of us were like that and we were all wanting something special for ourselves bars was that first taste of yeah. something special but it's not it's not how you react to wins and stuff is it it's, it's how you react to losses and i think that's the big thing you started the show talking about every liverpool manager someone mentioned he finished second that was the finish line well, it wasn't for Klopp, and it never has been for Jürgen yeah. Klopp. The finish line is creating something special and winning trophies, and, and we, that's the difference. We'd had, I said it before, we'd had managers who'd done well. I mean, you look at uh, Julia and his five five trophies in his mm -hmm. season and, and all that, but we never, ever moved on from that. Yeah. But when you look at look at the stats, Klopp, uh, Klopp stats, yeah. there's a genuine progression. And you can see it ready. We haven't the seen longer that he's here, The longer he's here, you just see every season getting better and better and better. In, in hindsight, the Luton <coughs> bar was a killer, but it might have served us well in that. It didn't get us European football for the next year. Yeah. And I don't think we would have been... We'd, if we'd have gone that Champions League, I mean, God knows, because our record under them is amazing. <laughs> and who knows, who knows what would have happened in 2016. But... I don't think we the I don't think we had the the capabilities to go and fight on two fronts. Yeah. Whereas that gave him the you know space one game a week kind yeah. of thing. Then he, he, he again jibbed the cups off early doors. Well, he talks doesn't he about training time and yeah. how important it is and how much you lose that one chin in the second. And I think part of that ties into why he doesn't have loads of squad chain. And our legs season. fell off at the end of that. Yeah, got, yeah. I'm not going, I mean, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but so end of it's sixteen seventeen, isn't it? When we by the end of that season, legs have gone, and I'm thinking in hindsight. It'd have been great to win in bars, don't get me wrong, and we probably should have won that game. We, I thought we were, from the position we were in, we kind of threw it away. If we, if, if it's, it's, it's sliding doors, isn't it? It's butterfly effect. But had we won that trophy there, yeah. where would we be now? Because we, we crawl over the line the next season. Well, Rafa fell he... under this, didn't he? He fell under the weight of his own, the expectation he brought himself by winning the Champions League in the, in, in the first season. And I know the, the, the Europa League's not. Not it's more the games. It's that. the games as well. Yeah. Well, that's exactly. Well, but again, the, think about what happened. We started the, from the first qualifying round with Rafa. The, the thing with, the thing with Rafa, I mean, he 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 won he won the um, Champions League, then he he got there again, and he also got to semi final. Like in four years, yeah. we were probably the most consistent side in Europe. Yeah. But there was no support for him. Yeah. And that's the big thing we've got now with Klopp is he's got support. Yeah. This club supports Klopp. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's it. The, the the Basel thing. It's funny because I remember they made uh, like a, a mini documentary on it to to be shown at Anfield on the on the tour, and um, they, we were contacted about using some of our footage for it, which is which is funny because again, think about it. It was it was such. It's like a call people cold. It was a real uh, gathering of the old school. There was loads of old school reds who'd obviously been to all the really old ones, and it was like they brought the kids or the grandkids and all that kind of stuff <coughs> along with them. To kind of reignite the, the whole thing, but like Liverpool didn't treat it in the same way. It wasn't prepared. It was a like a someone playing a bunch of. It was like a pre-recorded playlist that was being played of like classic rock songs and whatever. A bunch of people just sat stood around the square drinking. There was nothing particularly prepared about it, and so that. But it does. It's it sets the it sets the tone. It, it, it and with the bits and pieces that came out of it, it meant that when we got to Kiev, everyone was like. That looked amazing. I want to be a, a part. But do you of remember? Kitchen, you remember Klopp's like, get over there, and like one hundred thousand people there or something like, like that. Like, no, 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 you can't say that. Literally, his next press conference, he went. Let me start by saying, don't go without the team. <laughs> <laughs> someone had obviously, someone had obviously had the words. You can't tell. You can't tell them that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
so yeah, we move on obviously to the next season, sixteen seventeen, and you know Steve's kind of spoiled the fact at the end to some extent. But what I mean, it's two, history, mate. It's spoiled <laughs> itself. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the two the two interesting things very early, very early on. Um, Sadio Mane being the, being the the, the, big the, the big sign, and it's funny, isn't it? Again, hindsight, there was that tweet that, that cropped up a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? The old Sky Sports one, and all the reactions to it. Steve, everyone wants to get to. <laughs> Everyone wants to get over Sadio Mane. I can't even imagine a world. Hindsight's wonderful, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it just... He looks like me, you know. Get, get, you know, you know Sadio is the best player in the world. Um, is he even still playing? I haven't heard anyone yeah, mention not, Mario he, Gates, he, 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 he plays for, he plays a high play um, very slowly. Um, sad, there's, there's a there's a genuine case to be made that Sadio Mane is the best player I've ever made. In terms of without him, none of this is possible now. Yeah. Because it's him and how good he is that gets us into a position where we finish fourth. Yeah. And obviously he's injured at the end, but he, he he almost drags us. I remember going to Chelsea at home when he was he'd been away on Afcon duty, and he'd come back and he'd been he'd arrived in the country like three o'clock that morning or whatever, and he's on the bench, and because we're just desperate for him to play, and he comes on and in the end we draw the game, but. Well, we, all we, our felt hopes to, we, we fell to pieces in January when he went to yeah. all, all our hopes and, and dreams it was like. We are the slowest side I've ever seen in my life. We are we are just like honestly our midfield three was like Henderson, Chan, Lucas, and it was like watching paint dry. And then all of a sudden this guy comes and he's just rapid. And that the first game it's Arsenal, isn't it? The, the four three makes a debut. And I'm like, wow, this guy could be special. If nothing else, he just injects some pace into what is a, I think Everton are going through this now actually is that a team where for for whatever reason Everton's so slow. And I think Klopp had identified that and went and bought him. Um I genuinely think I think we had this conversation a while ago, Chris, on a news show or something like Jürgen's greatest ever signings, and I, I think it's him. I, I, they've all been listening. Don't get me wrong. There's Van Dijk and there's Salah and there's Allison, and you can go. The list is on. Well, I, remember, I, it's, I think it's Manny. I think he, I well, think it's him. Do you remember at the end of that season? It, it is the next one we signed. Um, Salah, Salah, isn't it? After, yeah. yeah. So we're all like, right, we need a backup for Manny. He goes down. <laughs> Brilliant, <coughs> Salah. Thank fuck for that. If Case Mane goes down, what did you play them so much? We forget that he played the whole season on the right wing, didn't he? And he was top yeah. goal scoring. And, and we thought Matt, uh, Salah was coming in to be his understudy. And he gets injured, doesn't he? I think Everton, and, and, and I remember him going off and thinking, "Oh wow, we we are gonna scrape. The, we're gonna have to, you know, get up because we were we were still a bit rubbish, to be honest. Yeah. But he was like almost single-handedly dragging us and. When we signed him, I, I was like, okay, we've we've gone for the, we've gone for the gamble. We've gone for the the lad in the Premier League who we've you know can he make the step up? And I mean, come back to Southampton. I mean, going back to that well again, which which had provided indifferent results. To, to, to <laughs> say kept, the least, we kept going back trying to get the one we wanted yeah, and, was, and trying them all out. Was, oh yeah, he's the one. I think, and I think he was I, he was to be fair, I could have said it wasn't going to be Ricky Lambert. Like, <laughs> I think yeah. it, it was. He had been tarnished because I thought we we all you know Klein had gone all right. The others. No one was really sore. Totally forgot. Mm. We forget we had a season where our four forwards scored four goals between them. Do you yeah, remember that? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think, like, and if you look at Mane then and how he is now, you could see where you could see that he was. He, he could have been. I mean, listen. He's what is he now? I think he got voted like the third or fourth best player in the world. No one would have expected that. Yeah. I think Salah's made him a better player because yeah. I think that competition. Yeah. Has you know made him more consistent, and 
he, he has he has had his ups and downs, hasn't yeah. he? But this season is just phenomenal. Yeah. And that, I think it was, again going back to the, the it's the Arsenal game, isn't it? When we and that almost first game is when he, he just tear, he tears them apart yeah, from the right wing, and smacks it in. Little, that little almost that, that gives you a. Uh, and look what the season's going to be like. Well, you see it all the time, don't you? We always talk about these players having an impact from the start. And Peter Crouch went like what ten? Was it ten games? Fifteen games or something without a without a goal? And then one finally one missed a penalty in that and all kinds. Like one finally goes in, and then he's up and running. But you already know that Peter Crouch is never going to score twenty goals in a season for you because if, you know you. Because we had no one to cross the ball. <laughs> yeah, oh sure, yeah. He scored, <laughs> he scored the ball for England. It's just just, just, just just waiting in the wings, um, but not literally. The um, was it that season that Mane got sent off. No, this City. was. Oh, actually, no, no, no this season after. Seventeen, eighteen, seventeen, eighteen. This is the one when we. This is where he he's injured. Isn't he the second game of the season? We go and we go and just basically bang on the door of Burnley for ninety minutes and have not oh, have nothing. Else. And everyone's losing. Why haven't we Where's our striker? Why haven't we signed the striker? We've told Benteke or we're selling Benteke. Yeah. Where's the striker? And we never had one. And to be fair. I think I probably sat on this show or similar shows going, where's the striker? Because we were crap. <laughs> I'm not sure Benteke scored since, by the way. <laughs> no, he's yeah. had about 200 appearances. <laughs> but he's the perfect example of the, the good good players coming at the ground. Like, think about Fernando Torres shining. You knew yeah. you had a player within within 90 minutes. You knew what you Suarez, brought. Suarez, you know, funny, bubbles one in those. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. I think I watched Jamie Carragher on Monday Football a couple of days. I can't remember who it was talking about. actually a few weeks ago and he was saying, like, he, he, he said, like, Everyone always says give players time and they'll come good. But he went, usually with me, we knew straight away. Like you knew within like, he didn't need five games. And if they needed five games, you, you wouldn't say it because you, everyone you know, needs time. But in your head you're thinking, hang on, we, we might have been diddled here. Yeah. Where we're, like, Manny, come, Manny that, that goal, he just cuts inside, bends it in the other corner, he's off. Yeah. And then, he, like I the Torreses and the Suareses and the Salas and the Van Dijk who have just come in from day one and been brilliant that's probably Klopp's greatest strength over these last four years is that the recruitment he's got it starts doesn't it, it starts with Sadio Mane the lads who are ready to come in and impact yeah. go in and impact straight away yeah. and the lads who aren't he doesn't chuck them under the bush yeah. and, and, and you know and, and, and have them flounder just don't play he but pulls, he doesn't he he buy for the sake of buying yeah. he buys for, for the purpose of filling a gap that he's seen yeah. and if they don't do it right away you expect like Fabinho is the obvious one isn't he yeah. you know he took it took a while to, to get into it and now you wouldn't see the team without him would you yeah absolutely no. I, you think you know you think off the top of your head you think well the forward players that you can understand why they're going to just get thrown in there Van Dijk you could absolutely understand why yeah. he was getting chucked in at the deep end but your Fabinho's your Kites the midfielders that have come in it will take time yeah, it's a system that nobody's and, really and played I, before and I think that's the, the key is that though don't play them then you don't have, yeah. like it is my fifty million pound player. I'm going to play him exactly. Like, There's he, no desperation yeah, yeah, from it, and that's yeah. the, that's the running thread to all this. He's never because he's not under pressure. He's referenced it, and I think all the coaches have referenced it as well. I think Pep referenced it in his press conference for the league cup the other, the other week. That like that's what happens when you give when your manager knows he's got time. He doesn't have to get instant results, and when you don't have to get instant results, and you've got a, a, a methodology. You can afford to let it <coughs> let it breathe and let it let it breathe. Um, that, that's it's funny because I, I did the documentary on this on my on, on my channel and I, I kind of yada 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 this season a bit because there's no European so the high there's not as many highs in this season. 
you know, because because you don't have the European games, which we were, were so used to. And it's funny because you mentioned that the January period was was what absolutely killed us off that year. We lost the League Cup semi. Because we had a cracking year. Well, we beat, we beat, yeah, we beat Wijnaldum's injured, yeah. header against City, wasn't it? it was and then he picked the exact header. same team a day later, yeah. which probably goes to show we didn't that was the, the Sunderland squad. Tour, yeah. wasn't it? Everyone, like, it was like the whole league had to play two games in three days. And like Klopp just picked the same team. Yeah, we had like thirty six hours or whatever it was. And we were, or 20 hours from the <laughs> and we were absolutely knackered. I was thinking he obviously doesn't trust his squad that, because why would you then play the exact? You've just ran your ass off against City. We only won one game that January, which was an FA Cup replay versus Plymouth. We didn't win a Premier League we'd, game we'd then until the eleventh. Was, was out. that two 0 against Spurs? Was that Mane two goals? <laughs> or did he just rip them apart Early in that doors. game? Early doors, yeah. Yeah. And he's done that. He, he does that to the big sides, doesn't he, Mane? If, if you remember in the January, we lost Coutinho injured. Mane we lost Africa. Mane to Africa. And we, Matip wasn't allowed to play because oh, of a dispute. Yeah. Yeah. Someone ever filled the form in or something? Or something. No, he was in that's dispute with his... At least that's never happened again. <laughs> his international manager wanted to pick him and he, he refused to play. Yeah. And therefore he was banned for the whole tournament, even though he wasn't But he might not have been banned. Liverpool just weren't sure. If he was banned so he didn't want to play him, that was ridiculous. But it's that season where you... I mean, going back to what you referenced earlier on, Steve, where the legs fell off We clawed ourselves over the line. I remember going, we went away to West Ham and we played Sturridge and Origi up front. Like, we had a man out and you think, what the hell are we going to do here? And we switched formation. We went to like a 4-4-2 diamond-ish and um, we beat them 4-0. And then, okay, we didn't quite kick on from there, whatever, but it leads to like Middlesbrough last game of the season. And I remember us doing the live show in town afterwards and it was a bizarre situation to be in because we'd spent years laughing at Arsenal for thinking like, oh, the top four trophy, blah, blah, blah. And we were all a bit scared to say it, but like Jürgen wasn't. Like top four, finishing fourth was no open top bus or yada, yada, yada. But it was, it was success yeah. that season. And we, we weren't used to saying it. We were a bit embarrassed to say it. But if what provided, that was the next stage, the next platform. Yeah, it, it absolutely was. I mean, you know, I think back to that 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 team and what we did there, and, and I'll let Steve and John talk about how good and significant that was. But there was a point towards the end of that season where, you know, when we were we were struggling against bottom half teams that season, big time. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. And, and, and having played 18 games of the 20 games, we'd won nine, drew three, and lost six of those 18 games. Now, that's not good enough. 
Liverpool last season played those bottom half sides, played 20 games, won 20, scored 59, conceded 11 and got 60 points. Yeah. What a difference fucking two years makes, that, by yeah. the way, you yeah. know what I mean? And in that game there, that's the one where Emery Chan scores. That, you know, it's, it's one of those where we get fourth, but we, it's a slog. Like Emery yeah. Chan scores the best goal you've ever seen. <coughs> and then we go to West Brom and nick a 1-0. And it's really, it's hard, it's hard graft. Yeah. It was only the West Ham game, which I thought, geez, we need to win this. And it's going to be a tough game. And we did, to be fair, we blew them out the water. Yeah. And the even Middlesbrough last game of the season, I remember outside the ground, I was, I was dead nervous. Yeah. And, I, and I remember saying to you, there's not a cup or there's nothing on this and yet my, and I was like that's as nervous as I've been for quite a while yeah. so maybe and then I remember in the ground and I because I'm an idiot I've done that thing where you put the, the scores on your phone and Arsenal was winning and I think Chelsea the teams who could have overtaken us I think it was de- definitely Arsenal and then we nearly give a pen away and it could have been a pen and doesn't get given and then the release when Wijnaldum scored it was like it was like we'd won a cup yeah and like you said, it was almost a bit embarrassing after the fact. Yeah, there's a bit of snobbery, isn't there, involved in that, wasn't yeah. it? But, I mean, if you want to understand what it, how significant it is, Arsenal came forth every year with Wenger. Yeah. And when he stopped coming forth, they sacked him. Yeah. As long as he got forth, <laughs> yeah. they, they wouldn't touch him. And the fans hated him yeah. by the end. But the club were never letting him go while he got them into the Champions think, League every year. As soon as he stopped, out he went. I think Klopp had emphasised, you know, we get this fourth the aim, we get these lads in the Champions League and we can build. And the Wine Album goal, and I, can't, I remember being there, and it got celebrated, massive, yeah. massive goal, because it was. Yeah. And obviously beat them 3-0. Without all of that, there isn't an Egyptian fella on the other wing the next season, because yeah. he's not signing for you. Yeah. And, and all these other signs, you make good top players. They, they don't come to team, they, they weren't coming to, to play your Europa League. Yeah. We just weren't sure how to react to it because you're right. It was a bit like walking in and you're like, yeah, and then you're like, we've just beaten Middlesbrough three. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're right. The snobbery, I think, is spot on there, Dan. And we've had a bit too much of this over the years. It's like that. It's like you can't, you can't celebrate against certain teams, and you, you know what I mean. You can't get up like we're too cool for these things. I think it's a scouts thing, isn't it? Predominantly. But that was that game. You know, we, we got there afterwards. We were all exhausted. We all went out and we did the live show. It was great, but it was like uh, we didn't. We were too embarrassed. To a, lot, a, a lot of it. A lot of it is because we took the piss against all the other people who were, yeah. were happy about yeah, it, yeah, and exactly. suddenly we found ourselves in that position. That's what it boils down to. I was a bit embarrassed by it. For me, it, it, it wasn't as as much snobbery for me. It was I need to fucking have a go at them somehow. Yeah. And what have I got to have a go at them? We haven't won a trophy in fucking years. Yeah. I'll give it. I'll give it loads about you. Finishing fourth and thinking that's a good achievement. I'd have loved three FA Cups on the bounce during that period, like Arsenal got, and I'd yeah. love to finish fourth. But look at it now. But look at it now, yeah. yeah. I suppose as well is that because we, because we did, again, if you take away those two games at the end, where in the end they were comfortable wins, but we, there was a slog. It wasn't yeah. easy. And I think that was the thing is that, okay, you finished fourth, but my word, you nearly blew it. You were, you, you were hanging on for fourth when it. In the come January, we were we were fighting for the league title. We were we were in the mix for like up until that Sunderland game. We yeah. were very much one to form teams. Yeah. Was that the year Leicester won it? No, the year that was the year before. The, the year before. Chelsea won it. Chelsea won this one. But we were we were neck and neck with Chelsea, and then I guess in January and we felt a bit, and yeah. they just went and pissed it. But it, that I think that was the thing is that it was almost like we were there, and then we fell, and then we. It, it wasn't like we would scraped fourth. We were, we should have been better. Yeah. We were really bad. And then we almost clawed our way back to it. Like I say, that it West Brom was, well, was cars where you were doing the last lap with no, uh, with no yeah, front you were tire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're sticking your tongue down. Well, those were the two. Those were the two. <laughs> I've seen cars too as well. Anyway. Uh, both 
us and Chelsea, neither of us had European football that's yeah. that season. So it was like that. It was kind of like the 13 14 thing, but with two, with, with two of us. And you're right, they just had more class and more quality, all, all yeah. told, in that one. But it's, um, it's funny because you talk about the significance of it all. You're dead right, you know, we're coming to the summer. But Liverpool have been in the Champions League, both Champions League finals since then. You know that's how that's how imp- how important that that game is. We don't, it's not just we get to sign the players, and it is. It's all of those things and, and more. We we literally haven't. Be, there hasn't been a Champions League final since we qualified for the Champions League that Liverpool haven't been involved in, which is the bit which is the biggest thing. But it, it's funny because the other reason we couldn't celebrate it. I don't know if you remember this, but we're only in the, the qualifying round, so we couldn't give it the beans. You couldn't properly celebrate it because. We didn't know who we were going to get in qualifiers, and we could have got. I can't remember now, but there were some really big teams in in, in there. We got one of the toughest. Hoffenheim was 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 a tough one, but that's the funny thing about it is again it gets forgotten that the club couldn't properly go for it. We couldn't like they couldn't like do all the Champions League stuff. They couldn't get get, get behind the whole thing because we were still two games away from qualifying. But that summer we signed Salah, mm-hmm. Robertson. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. I mean that's that's like too me that's like too was, massive. Was it Carrius that summer? Don't worry about that. <laughs> They're like two like fa- I mean like genuinely two. No, the, I don't think it was. Two of the t- two of the best players in the world at their positions now joined Liverpool in that summer. Yeah. I mean, listen, Robertson probably would have signed anyway because yeah. I don't. I think he was like fifth choice for all of us. I remember that live show you spoke about when I said like we need a left back because Moreno's crap. Whatever it is, don't end up with Andy Robertson from Hull. I think I, I said those exact <laughs> words and look how, look how that went, but. The, the signings he makes in that summer take us from the team that scraped Middles with the fourth to a team that gets to a European Cup final. That's like, as recruitment goes, I mean, that's two, and they're two amazing, amazing yeah. signings, aren't they? And Oxford Chamberlain as well. Yeah, Chamberlain comes in, obviously does well up until the injury and stuff. So the, that summer, they, got, they, got, they had to get it right because I, I remember the, the Rodgers, when Rodgers Champions League season, and then we, go, we don't get out the group. Yeah. We go out the bar, Louis de Gretz, we don't get out that group, by the way, yeah. because the recruitment was wrong. At least Liverpool got the recruitment right, and we should have had Van Dijk then as well, shouldn't we? It probably, yeah. And I remember yeah. the yeah. wasn't it to a, a few a few lads might have been checking to see if we got through the half an hour and qualify before they sign all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They got it. Well, it was the two, I think, but Gerta came. That one of the, was Gerta linked the game, or was it? He was wanted, this maybe didn't the he want to find out who else was interested? And Klopp just went. No, Klopp I'm used not into the, that the then. whole. Clubs you want to push the train yeah, to get the it going, or some people just want to jump on it when it's already already in motion, kind of stuff, which tells you everything you need to know about his his recruitment strategy. Um, but yeah, we, we also deal with that time, like the Coutinho stuff, which is mad because it was the first time where we ever the lingering doubts over the owners was was still there at the time, and the thought is that they're just selling our they're going to sell all our best players because that's what they've done. Obviously, we've seen Suarez go and all that all that kind of under their tenure. Torres prior to that Klopp wanted rid of Coutinho as soon as Coutinho said he didn't want to be involved and no it threw everyone for you know it threw everyone off because it didn't fit with the narrative at the time We everyone wanted Coutinho to stay Klopp didn't the owners took a stand and went nah we're drawing a line in the sand we're not being fucked with here we're not going to be we're not going to be you know to bow to Barcelona's whims so we're going to keep him so we had all that going on I remember the, com- the press conference and he said something like um you know, we've all got bosses who we have to listen to. And excuse me, some people took that as the other way around. Is that yeah. I'm fighting to keep him, and these are trying to sell him. But if, in hindsight, it's the other way around. Yeah. He wants them gone. He was like, I'm a, "If you're not going to want to be here, you go." It, it, it kind of got. If you were anti FSG, which was still a thing back yeah. then, almost is <laughs> yeah. that 
you were saying, look, they're, they're trying to they're trying to do them again. They're trying to do clopping again. You know, they're gonna under, they're gonna get they're gonna sell this level under me and not buy anyone. Blah blah blah. It was Klopp saying, no, if you don't want to be here, make sound that you you go. But on the flip side is that when he stays, whatever man management he does, it's amazing because yeah. Coutinho is like unreal. From the he comes, his, be, his best spell of by far. Liverpool. He comes on against Sevilla, I think, in the cup or, or even Champions League. The, basically, the day after the transfer window, shut. His back's better. Go, 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 <laughs> know, yeah, go figure. They, they boxed that one off. It was, play, it, was the, it was a magic plane. Yeah, it was, Brazil, yeah. Brazil, yeah. those flights to Brazil don't have to do your bad backs. That's what you should be doing. Get on a flight to Sao Paulo. But yeah. he, he goes from there to January and Coutinho's unreal. And that, to be fair, that's serious man management because he could have sulked and he could have done, you know, he could have done whatever. And to be fair, Klopp could have been pissed off. And he the fans just, could have hated yeah, him as Klopp well. Klopp could have just sat him in the stands for six months and said, you know, I'll see you in January, mate. Yeah. But he gets the best and he, Coutinho is genuinely unbelievable and it probably gets you under 40 million quid but you're probably, re- you're probably not going to get that much there's a recognition there from Klopp that, because I think that was when he came up with the idea of the midfield and the fullbacks that were the way that we're playing now because for as good as Phil Coutinho was he wasn't blinded to the the, the rest of the team and, and how it was performing in relation to this star yeah. player at the time because yeah. it would have been easy for him to go out and buy someone in a similar mould to Coutinho but he recognised the issues that we were having and you know, in, in, from that, he didn't rush into it. He didn't sign a creative midfield. He didn't spunk his money on it. He just created a better Liverpool team without him. Yeah. Do you remember? Well, that's interesting. You, Sorry, see, because he taught. You referenced in the interview again that he did with us, and he he talked about that. Like you have to build a side around the strengths of of, of, of your squad. And all of a you got there's a difference between when you've got four world class forwards. You've got you. You have to do that, don't you? You do. You still have to be top heavy, whereas you're dead right. Ultimately, the money gets spent on balancing out the whole, the, the whole endeavor, which is the genius. But the one point from that season, that just that I think is is important, and it is the Hoffenheim game. And I talk about this like the. Uh, I think I remember the Champions League games from Rafa, and you know we play teams in, in Europe, and the atmospheres would be terrible. They'd be dead. They'd just be treated as another game. Because I think we got complacent. The Hoffenheim game is brilliant for two reasons. Trent Alexander-Arnold, the the young right back who were like very very unsure on whether he's going to be good enough to be a right back, scores a free kick away from home, <laughs> and then we the, the atmosphere in Hoffenheim people don't, it doesn't get remembered because we've had so many big games since then. You know, City, Roma, Barcelona. <coughs> The atmosphere was phenomenal in that match, and we had, we bowled away six three on aggregate in the end. Am I right in saying that home game, Paul? Did we not score like a world? Is it Emery Chan? Yeah, no, it was Mignolet to Moreno, and it went all around. And then the Emery Chan taps oh it in. God, is that yeah. that game? Yeah. I mean, I mean that's so. like the that's the archetype club. That's what he wanted. Yeah. It? It's like total football. I remember, like say that the home Hoffenheim game. And if doesn't it club turn around and start screaming like this is football or something? <laughs> like, and and, and I, you're right in that the atmosphere was. Unbelievable, and, and yeah. the work he'd put into foster, you know, to foster that and get it working, you start to see in the fruits there. Because, like I say, I I remember going to Gratz in a Champions League qualifier where we got beat, but we got through, and yeah. we've been to a few of these standard Liège where we scrape through, and the, it was always a little bit taken for granted, a bit dead. Yeah. And to be fair, like it wasn't a half an hour. You're right. It was. It was really. <coughs> it was treated enjoyable. as glorified friendlies. Those games at the time, like you knew you'd get through, but you didn't pour yourself into them in the, in, in, in the same regard and that was why it was brilliant but it's a, it's a mad because we referenced it earlier Dad. but that we lose to City 5-0 fourth game of the season it's the fa- yeah, it's, it's the final Mane gets sent off for kicking Edison in the face um, which is you know 
So so Mane, it's it's unbelievable in that like loves every the time ball. he puts his boot in the air, I still win. Wins, yeah, absolutely. He does it a lot to be fair to him. Like that effectively City almost won the league. That, that pretty much won the that, league that, that day. was it. Their, their confidence soared after that five nil. <laughs> it was the five nil yeah. that gave them all the confidence to go on. And we lost Mane for about six months. Not, he wasn't just suspended. Yeah. His form was terrible when yeah. he came back. It I remember Oxley just... Chamberlain got brought on in that game. Like, I think that might be the debut. Come on, Ox, here's your date, like 4 0. Go, go and chase Kevin De Bruyne for half an hour, mate. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was at that game. That City game was fucking horrendous. That's one, one, of the, one of the worst I've been to ever. To be fair, I think we, you could almost sugar off. Like, I was thinking, you know what, Let ho- hope that doesn't kill us because. Any team with ten men against City are going to get absolutely destroyed, but it, it had an effect. It did. It made it made it made Mane go into his shell a bit, which is. I don't yeah. think he's the most confident fella. I don't think he ever has yeah, been no. the most confident fella, and it it was a massive kick in the teeth I mean, for Edison and for us. Yeah. Is that it, it? It kind of felt like ah ah okay. So that, that we thought we were maybe we were a little bit better than what we are. Because then City run away with it, don't they? And we, yeah. we, 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 we don't catch it. But like, you, again, this team and, and Klopp, I think, have, le- have learned <laughs> from these type of things. Because it's not often we go down to 10 men. And I'm not even sure we have gone down to 10 men since. Maybe we have. I, I can't no, remember. No, they get sent off a few times. Like, but you, you'd think now this team wouldn't capitulate like that. We would. I don't think, even <laughs> if we were playing City on their best day and we had 10 men, I don't think we'd lose 5 we'd shut up shop, we? Yeah. We, we, we'd, we'd be able to shut up, up shop. We did, we'd, yeah, I think yeah. we tried to shut up shop well, there. And this, is, this is the I final era. Well, we conceded the second goal just before half-time, didn't they? And that was the killer. Yeah, well, this is the final era, I think, of like the... the, the the, the death of Brendan Rodgers, Liverpool, and the final, you know, the the, the rise of of Klopp's because again in that in that period you go from losing five 0 to Man City, we beat on the seventeenth of November we beat Maribor seven 0 away from home, and then immediately the next game we go to Spurs and lose four one, where we got you know Dejan Lovren gets hooked. It's one of the most abysmal performances for, for, for the first half in particular. We, we we were terrible, and then that was the thirteenth time. I, I, no, no, that was yeah, that that was. The next time he hit form was the 13th time I wiped the slate clean. <laughs> but the defence never looks back from there. You know, and it, it gets credited Van Dyke joins in the January and people go, it's Virgil that changed it all around. But like, Lovren was, was never that bad again after that and the defence starts to pick up and that's really where we, again, we, we really start to hit our stride. Van Dyke as he joins in January, Coutinho finally moves to Barcelona. Virgil scores the 84th minute winner against Everton in the FA Cup. Gives us all that, you know, to what that was making you, how do you make an, a, an impact upon upon signing and what have you. And then we get into it and then that's when the Champions League becomes the focus. Today, you know, the Porto game, we've now done it to them twice, so it maybe takes the shine off. But we went to the Dragao and we beat them 5-0. They like, haven't been beaten in about 19 years yeah, exactly. at home or anything, aren't they? Exa- exactly that. <laughs> Most of the time it's a seal, he's like balancing the ball. Oh my God, yeah, <laughs> absolutely unreal. Yeah, we, th- it was then, to be, th- that was the season when, sorry, that, that period when we were just snotting teams. And we don't really do that much now, to be fair, we're a bit more cool and calm, but it was against sevens and f- we beat, um, we remember that, that, the last game of the group stage, we had to beat Sparta Moscow, I think, don't we, to go through? And then we batter them. And then we've gone batter Porto. We've already battered Maribor. We've scored three in Seville, albeit again. We were about to score five against Rome. We're at home. Well, it, three against City, and yeah, City's about to come in as well. About Is fifteen that, minutes. That's that, that's 
when people start taking notice of, of the front three. Yeah. Like before then, it wasn't. It was never really talked about Liverpool's famous front three. It was like, oh, yeah, they got Sadio Mane, he's a good player. For me, no one else. Sure. And Mo Salah, well, he means he's at the ground running, hasn't he? He's, yeah. he's scoring every week. One season wonder those things. Obviously, yeah. But it's around then where everyone starts going. I mean, these have got something like seriously, seriously as good as anything that there is in the world at the minute because we we just started absolutely battling teams. And well, but even even then, and, and and this is why it's good to look back at these things is I would never have guessed that Liverpool become the side that it is today off watching that side yeah. because. We're so far removed from that side in so many ways. You know, we were a counter-attacking side who would have to hit you on the break. And if team came, if teams came and sat, sat the, uh, you know, parked the bus against us, we'd struggle. We'd, well, I mean, we, it, no matter how good the front if three you were, believe, we'd If you believe Klopp, that Rome game at Anfield when we were 5-0 up and they came back to 5-2, Klopp said, we shouldn't be doing that. We shouldn't be conceding two goals in those situations. And it's almost like he built his philosophy of how to develop the side from that. Yeah. So the following season, we stopped being that side who were battering teams and we became the side we didn't concede. Even the yeah. City game with the 4-3 in the league around that time is yeah. that it's 4-1, we should be out of sight and then they score two and they nearly scored again at the end. Yeah. He, he, I think he starts realising like, we're close, but we're well, not quite there we, just yeah, yet. It's more that thing of the, the solidity started to, to develop from. We stopped burning ourselves out. Mm. We would go heavy in those games. We'd start like a house on fire. We'd get, we'd get goals up. Again, Rome is the perfect, the perfect example. That Man City, similar. We would go for it and we'd have nothing left. That Man City game, we made subs, didn't we? I think did we bring Milner on into that, in, into that game. And... We would we we had nothing left. You know, the last ten minutes was just us just covering up on the floor in the fetal position while Man City tried to pummel us to death, and uh, that became what where 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 the change. And was. you th- you think about how that would affect the team. You know, you get so, you do so well. You're clearly the better side, and then all of a sudden, towards the last 10, 15 minutes, you are on the floor. But also, they were un- they were unbeaten, weren't they? Yeah. And that was going to be their first defeat, and. They didn't want to lose it. Yeah. You know, I think that was important information to have that yeah. you're playing against a team that are that desperate. You know, that's it. And obviously, we know that ultimately the, the, the season goes on. We finish. We managed to get top four. We beat Brighton four 0 on the last game of uh, uh, the Dom season. Dom Solanke's only goal. Dom Solanke. Well, it was funny because we, we played four two three one in that game. We moved <clears> the front three back a row. Played Solanke. Told me like, oh, this could be a vision of what's to come now. I was thinking. I wonder if he's thinking of doing this in Kiev. Like he's going to play four two three one. I mean, I'm, in hindsight, I'm wondering if, if we were going to start Dom Solanke up front on his own against Real Madrid, which, which probably was never going to happen. But might have saved Salah's fucking shoulder, though. Might have <laughs> to be fair. But in that, but he does. It's weird that he just throws him in out of nowhere. He, maybe again, maybe he sees something in Brighton where he goes. For me, you know, in the ten is probably what's going to need be needed here. But we have to be battered then. To be but it's funny because again, to what like last season we start, we did, we we went to that again, didn't we? The forty-three-one for a spell of the season, and that's the first, the first look at that. Obviously, Carius um, ends the season. Even that league, for us. even that league season. Sorry to interrupt, we slog it, don't we? Again, yeah. We we, we fourth stars forever, and then all of a sudden we keep losing, and Chelsea keep drawing. I think Milner misses a pen against Southampton, and before we get beat at Chelsea, and before we know it. That Brighton game's worth something again. It but it's mad. why we felt, even then the next season, having got top four and got to the Champions League final, that we were going to have to jettison one or the other if you really wanted to go. Because we had, we, we had nothing left by the time we got to the Champions League final. You know, again, we bring bringing Adam Lallana on. 
who hadn't barely played a game and, for months. And Chan, he'd been injured for months as well. Yeah, exactly. Chan on one leg coming yeah. on in the field. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it, it was a. We were dead. We'd seen that season on season. Liverpool having nothing left in the tank come the end. And, you know, we then go into last season where we put down 97 points in the league and. and Win the European Cup. Every what what Klopp has done, season on season, we've learned, we feel we've learned what he's all about, and then he he rewrites it again, or he or we go up a level that we never thought was was possible. And it, it, all it's shown for me, Chris, is we're now at, the, at a level where, and I'm sure my dad will chime in on this, but the best we're back to the level that the best Liverpool sides were at, and it shows you how little we understood where this Liverpool side had been for, for 10 years because even when we were good we've never been yeah, because as, good. as young people as young adults and as adults we'd not seen anything like this with our own two eyes I can't remember properly the sides of the late 80s and how good they were I'm living off stories and VHS videos and goal rushing and all these things that you that we had we've not actually seen a side be built over a period of t- time and then be but I think that's that's the crucial thing is built, because I mean Madrid might beg to differ, but basically you can't buy a great team. You basically got to build it. Yeah. You know, and that's what Klopp's done over four years. Looked at his resources, looked where he was short, looked at his tactics, looked at the way he developed, looked at how the league was, and. It's all the time he's bringing in information and it's helping him and his coaches because you know it's not just Klopp is it yeah, no. you know it's Pep and it's you know um, all, all the others around them um, and he's built a side you're right absolutely built a side that's probably the best in the world I think we're now. probably at a point now maybe it might have been last season but definitely now is that every single player in this squad is someone he wants and is someone who wants to be there so there's yeah. no there's no Emery Chan contract disputes. There's no Coutinho. There's no whatever you know. Whoever it is, everyone wants to be. You know, well, Pep Linder's references again in that MK Don's press conference where he talks about like the levels of intensity and the work and all that. He said like we've now got that, and he kind of you know he kind of laughed a bit about like there's obviously lads who they've just been they've been at attachments to through contracts or whatever who just aren't bought in, and it's taken them four years to to finally root out all the lads who and he didn't bring in anyone. <laughs> who might upset the balance yeah. of that? Because he made a bad sign, really. I mean, I mean, Carius yeah. is a bad one. But even when he, he, I mean, he quickly identifies that. Because yeah. then he goes, I mean, probably well, a little bit too late. But then he goes and buys the best goalie in the but world. The, the, yeah. Here's the thing that always interests me from that from that season when Manchester City signed the Barcelona keeper, who, who, Bravo, 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 and he spent thirty million, and he went fuck shit, right out, Edison in another <laughs> thirty million. Yeah. And I always thought Liverpool can't do that. You know, he's stuck with him, and then he and this is him learning, and he goes, we actually have to do that. And we have to spend big. And so Jurgen Klopp, for what he when he came to us, was a guy who was recognised as getting the best out of players who don't cost any money. Mm-hmm. Now Jurgen Klopp's a guy who's going to get the best out of any player who's right for the football club, he, whatever the cost. Yeah. And that's the big difference for me. Is I think he realised to win the Premier League or to win a European Cup or whatever, you actually have to have the best players. I remember when the when we signed Van Dijk and loads of the people started bringing up, you know, the, when United spent all that money on Pogba. And I think Mourinho makes a jibe, doesn't he? Like, you know, you don't have to spend money, that kind of thing. I don't think he would like to. I think Klopp would rather do it the way you're saying. But like I say... He, but he also he, wants to be successful. But he wants to win stuff. And he realises having Virgil van Dijk makes you better at football. Man United spend big money because it's, it's a... 
status thing. Like, buy big money is not a guarantee of success. And what the thing that I think is so brilliant and is a testament to Cop the Man is that having done that job that he's done at Mainz and then at Dortmund for seven years apiece, where particularly at Dortmund, where every time you've got a player up to a certain level, he's out the door and, and, he, and he's, he's replenishing, refunding. So you can never consistently build. You're never going to topple Bayern Munich being that. You can do it periodically, but you're never going to win the league. So you're never going to... It's not sustained you're success not success five years. Exactly. It's, it's, like, never it's gonna, like Ajax, yeah. isn't it? They're the same. Yeah. You're never going to you know, replace Bayern Munich. Every now and again, they get a batch of people who are brilliant and yeah. the year after they're all gone. But, but the thing <clears> about Klopp is that... You see this happen with managers, and this is what happened to Brendan Rodgers to some extent as well. But you've done, you feel like you've earned your stripes, like you've done the hard graft. So when you get that next job, you feel like you've got a, a divine right to go and spend all of the money. And happens, Moyes did it at Man United as well. But Klopp didn't. Klopp just came in and did exactly the same thing that he did with, with Dortmund, with just slightly better resources. He's earned the right to spend the big money, you know, and he's still but doing he, the same thing. He's, he's only spending the money he's that, not, he's, that, he's, that not, he's making. He's along not the way. buying the best players in the world to give himself the best team. Yeah, Allison is now thought of as the best goalkeeper in the world. I'm not sure people thought that before he came. Yeah. Van Dijk, no one was saying he was the best defender in the world, although people were saying he was good. Yeah. But. You know, who said Mo Salah was the best in the world? We thought he was an understudy when he came. <laughs> what he's done is he has bought really top-notch players, but he's built them into a team. He's made them better individually. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're all better. Yeah. They're, they're, every single one, again, whether Tim or his coaching staff or whoever, there isn't a player, I don't think, since the, who's still here or who he's brought in who has gone worse. Like Even like Adam Alana, you look at Alana. He isn't worse, he just can't stay fit. We've just run him, we've just just run him into the yeah, ground. But he, like, like, Lovren's better now than he was in, in 15, I can guarantee. Moreno was better Matt, before he left, Matt by Tip, the way. Matip is probably the best example. Because yeah. yeah. no, who, who a year ago would have said he's going to be a regular in this? Yeah, James yeah. Milner's better now than he was under Rodgers. And, he, yeah. he's like, you know, and his legs are getting up. He's older. Yeah. And he, that, that's, the, that's the testament, is that you can sign anyone. You can buy all these players. So I'm just looking at, looking at some of these names. You've got... So he goes, why not them? Salah, Robertson, Chamberlain, Van Dijk, Cater, Fabinho, Shaqiri, Allison. That's a, a pretty much a run of players, and every single one of them is a better player now than when we bought them. Yeah. That 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 just shows. That's, Maybe Cater, but yeah, it's a, we, but it's a good point. Yeah, 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 we haven't seen a lot of Cater to be fair. But even then, you you're looking and going, even Shaqiri, who hardly plays when he plays, he's better than he was a Stoke. Yeah, he's more disciplined. That just shows. Not only is he a great manager, everyone, you know, the press conference and you mentioned getting the fans. Even the bloody good coaches as well. You know, and sometimes I think that does get underplayed by Klopp. Everyone sees him as the the rah rah cheerleader fella. Yeah. Go to the press conference shouting around the ground, but in terms of making players, like Mo Salah was a forty million pound player who's worth a hundred million, fifty million quid now. Yeah. Sadio Mane, Firmino, Matip, Van. I mean, what's Van Dijk worth? Well, exactly. Let's and he talks um, about development all the time, doesn't he? Even players like Van Dijk, he will tell you he's got he's got room to develop. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, and I think that comes from the fact that he thinks he has. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think if you think you have, then it's easy for you to tell a defender who you bought for <laughs> seventy five million that they they've got room to improve. Liverpool's as well. littered with players, and Jermaine Pennant was, was always cited as an example of this. Who came to Liverpool? You go to Liverpool, and you've made it. So and, and everything will just come to you once you're there. And Klopp typifies that from him downwards. It's like he never feels like he's reached the pinnacle by joining Liverpool. And it helps that Liverpool were a bit crap when he took over. So there was a it was a, a next good a step up project for him. But 
you've got to work your bollocks off from day one. They when you're coming him. in, and no one, no exactly, no one rests on the laurels, and that that comes from him because you get you could have, you could have come in and been the big the big I am. Look what I did. I I I I, I overtook Bayern Munich with these resources. I did this. Now give me the money because I'm going to go and do X, Y, and Z. But he hasn't. It's all been a progression year in year out, and it's been an, it's been an amazing ride. It leads us to just I want to run through a few facts and stats that have kind of come up during Klopp's during Klopp's reign um, some fascinating stuff in here um, under Klopp Liverpool have salvaged 75 points from losing positions 20 wins and 15 draws we scored 61 goals after the 80th minute with 24 of those coming in stoppage time Klopp's never lost a two-legged European tie with the Reds which we know because we've reached the final of every European competition we've entered with him he uh, has crucially lost a, a two-legged tie with us though obviously not European yeah Semi-final of the uh, of the Carabao wasn't it against Southampton? Yeah, bastards. Um, I thought Southampton would be the one that do him in a two-legged tie. Shane Long does it. Uh, I know, yeah. That old chestnut. Um, that was just we obviously owed them something, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, I mean, right, right here, right now, at the time of recording, we're on a 25-game unbeaten run, which is our longest since 1987. Um, May 87 to March 88, where the club went 31 games unbeaten in the, um, in the league. Sure, um, because obviously we've lost games. In between that, the um, Milner's 95th minute penalty versus Leicester means Liverpool have now scored eight more last minute winners than any other side in Premier League history so far, with Arsenal next on 25. Klopp's never lost two league games consecutively. Uh, Klopp has lost as, many, lost as many games in his first nine Premier League matches in charge of the Reds that he has in his last 60. <laughs> Still, Sheffield needs to know about the progression. Um, our 70, current 17-match winning streak is one behind the, the record, our longest win streak in the Premier League era. After the 2-1 win over Southampton in August, Klopp became the quickest Liverpool manager to reach 300 points uh, and 146 games. Second was Daglish, uh, it took him 150. Klopp's Liverpool have won their first eight games of this season, first time since 1991. Um, we won't talk about how that season ended. Uh, after Liverpool's 2 1 away win against Chelsea, it meant Klopp had won 92 times in 150 games. Um, win percentages, uh, he's third only behind Daglish uh, and McKenna slash Barkley. Go ahead. Um, 517 most consecutive minutes in all competitions like conceding a goal under Klopp. These go on for, for days and days and days. Um, but the point is, Chris, I always make about these things, about good sides, and when we talk about how, how Klopp's redefining what good is, is that we are now breaking records yeah. that the best Liverpool sides of all time. They, they, these aren't records like you see on Championship Manager where the, a lad scores his first goal for the club. These are records against a 127-year, 28-year history of a football club yeah. that has dominated for years and years and years and he's going through and smashing them all. And the thing is, half of those records, they're adjusting them. They're, 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 can you, they're all like, it's got to be three points for a win. They're adjusting these records yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And they still can't come close to Klopp's Liverpool side. Yeah. I think the, big, the, the big thing was that we, we started getting bits of this under Klopp. Then we like we, we would tell we were becoming a good team. But A, these records have fallen. And they're always, every time you see it, it's like um, the first time since 88 or first time since 87 when Liverpool were the best team in the world. I think, I mean, look, listen, the fact that he's won that the European Cup helps. Because otherwise... The the, the 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 throwback is oh brilliant we haven't won nothing yeah the fact that we that we went and done what we did last year it kind of these are just a cherry on top you have to win something to be considered like the, the greatest unless you're Danny Mills in which case the trophy doesn't yeah don't matter. worry about, unless hmm. you only win two trophies and then which case I get a hat on and, and slag people off <laughs> I, I was just thinking 
if they say the fact that we obviously they won it in Madrid and then they're breaking these records, you can now compare them without without yeah. you're allowed to, and it's not a flight of fancy. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I because I thought last season I said this might be the best Liverpool team I've ever seen, but they haven't they haven't, they haven't won anything. Yeah, so it's kind of like, well, <clears throat> how can you compare these to the lads who won the double in '88 or whatever if they if they're not doing that? Because we were smashing all those records. Now we're getting the records, and then we're getting the silverware. We've got the silverware. There's a very good chance there'll be more silverware coming this year, you would hope. 86, yeah. we won the double with one of the worst side we'd had in the 80s. Yeah. It was one of those, a bit like we're in the, uh, Istanbul with that team. You know, it was just an anomaly. Yeah. You know, we had Dalglish, he was just a genius. But the best side I ever saw was the late 80s, the side that Kenny built without himself, really, with yeah. Beardsley and Barnes and Aldridge. And this side is better. Tell us everything you need to know, and that's the thing. You know, we don't we don't have the context for it. It's the best Liverpool team I've ever seen, um, because I'm too young to remember all that. And the ones that come close are again 13, 14, 08, 09. But they were they were they were a flash in the pan. I mean, LA Town had a bit unfair because we built we built towards that, of course, like in the 2001 to 2000, 2000 to 2002 under Ulier was 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 class. But nothing's like this. This is I keep referring to this angry wasp behind me. Um, this is my point of comparison for this is Manchester United. The Man United that I've grown up with is the most, is the only thing I recognise in this. And that's that's that, that's where we're getting to in terms of levels. Just the just the last couple of things here which is which is really good and it was something that um, well, sorry, before you before you move on, Paul, this this doesn't feel like the end of a side though, does it either? No, no. It, it just feels like the start of something and you know, you look back with hindsight at 13, 14, and as soon as Suarez went, we, we, we should have known. And as soon as, you know... Well, you knew within, you, you knew within six games known. of the next season. The side's so young and they're tied down for so long and the club's being so well run off the pitch and the management's doing everything right on the pitch and the players are obviously performing. That You're looking at this going, we might not win the league this year, but I do believe over the next four, we're going to bag ourselves two, minimum. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's the situation where we're in, isn't it? And it's. And I looked at it the other week in terms of like the average age of the squad and all that kind of stuff. Okay, our best, our front three are all twenty-eight this season, so they'll all be thirty in two in two years' time. But then you know you look at all the lads who are coming up already. You know, like Trent Alexander-Arnold won't yet if it's his won't if it's his peak years yet. Gomez will only just be sort of coming in. Harvey Elliott won't hit puberty. Harvey Elliott may be back on first 14 day bad now. Yeah, he'll only just be able to buy a bevy at this point. You know, all but also we're, 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 we are looking through a prism of our football and life. Look at look over the road, look down the road at Manchester City and look at the age of Aguero and look at Fernandinho and look at exactly. those players. We're so thinking of our players being 30 and done. Yeah. Now, these lads have grown up in, with sports science, with everything else. We've got four or five maybe left with a lot 100%, of this squad 100% and that's the point is that in, in two years time we'll wear something ooh, ooh, will, will our best players still be at the peak they'll be 30 we're looking at Man City now and still calling them the best side in English history and you know Aguero's 31 David Silva's 34 uh, Kevin De Bruyne I think is 28 29 29 I think he is this season exactly so our best players will still be younger then than Man City's where 
last year. And they'll when still they put... be trying to get fucking Foden minutes on the pitch. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, one thing, just lastly, you pointed out, Chris, that Liverpool's uh, value, according to transfer market, when Klopp took over, was uh, just shy of three hundred million. And according to it now, it's somewhere in the region of a bit of a billion pounds, which tells you the players got the whole thing. This is the, like the value the, of the club. Oh, the club, sorry, was yeah, yeah. two hundred and sixty-seven million on the first of October, twenty fifteen, and it's one point. 297 and 967 million on yeah. the 1st of October now valued at just over a billion with a net spend of around 70 million unreal I mean that is absolutely ridiculous isn't it's, it? it's, well that's what shows success has to go hand in hand with um, success off the pitch, doesn't it? Yeah. They're, they're interwoven. Steve's yeah. phone couldn't believe that. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. I was sat here. That's, that's, that's United falling off its perch. I was sat here a year ago doing like a three a three years o'clock retro, retrospective and what have you, and I you know, couldn't fathom. Where, at this point a year ago I couldn't imagine that Liverpool would do 97 points and win a European Cup at the end of it because you can't certainly not both you know what I mean I, didn't think, like, I thought we'd win the league I never dreamt we'd come close in the European Cup and yet here, and here we are I can't even imagine where we'll be a year from now or even oh, when we're looking back when Klopp finally decides it's time for him to move on we should be looking back at a period of the, of the best, some of the best success we've had in you know in, 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 in a very long time so yeah brilliant there you go Four years a year can cop and long may it continue. What's been your best bit? Over the, let's put Madrid aside. It's hard to it's hard to not because of recency bias. It's hard to look past Barcelona at Anfield. Yeah. Um, I've never quite experienced anything. I've, I've I've had tasters. Dortmund was a bit like that, and, and we had a couple of Arsenal games and a couple of Man City games that have come come close to that. It's Klopp's boom, isn't it? Those wins, bang, bang, bang. It's every time he's walking towards the cop and he's going to do that. that There's some real highs, aren't they? I mean, like, my highs were, were that, the, the season we didn't win the Champions League, you know, the Roma and the City yeah. European Cup games, you know, because we played absolutely fantastic football, attacking football. Now we're much more consistent. We're not quite as dramatic. We're a bit yeah. bored now, yeah. but in yeah, a good but, way. But in a good way, yeah, consistent. We win games now. And but we still have the ability don't to lose. pull 4-0 at home against yeah. Barcelona. 4-0 Barcelona and Markovic not being able to score past me, I think. <laughs> um, I love the way that it's go, it goes back to the to the old boot room stuff. It's We've won the European Cup, and that's yesterday. Yeah. Not interested in it anymore. And Klopp said that practice as soon as he sobered up. <laughs> Three weeks uh, later, when saying, pre-season was it's starting. gone. You know, forget about it. Don't talk about it now. Yeah. You know, and that's what I like. It's it's all about the future. Man might be him. Man might be him running on the pitch when he's Everton. Oh, when he's just with Carragher. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. might be my favourite thing. Oh, oh look ba- at ba- Klopp. Look at Klopp. Whatever he says, but. Going back to the the Barca thing very quick before we obviously finishes that we mentioned before that we got all those late like, goals and like the the mentality thing that would that just encapsulated it like your two best players are are injured you're playing against the best player who's ever been alive you can undersell it a little bit can't you like how yeah. how just how crazy like three 0 down after bizarre. the first leg when Messi's Messi yeah and you you know what and and it's easy to think we weren't we weren't good in that first leg and we actually were really good for long spells that game until it completely got away from us. And then you're right. We put it to like Arigi and 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 well and and Genie Van Alden scored the goals. We had left Milner. We had left uh, James Milner left back for forty five for forty five minutes of that game. Hendo's struggling with an injury as well. I think you know what the best moment is actually. I've real and it might be the best moment in Liverpool history. 
Um, it's the the ball boy running on the pitch and flicking the V's at Leo Messi. <laughs> it's the it's the most scouse thing in the in the history of. I'd love to see his Twitter mentions. Oh, unreal! Absolutely unreal. I think you, you could almost you know obviously it's it's too early to bookend it, but you look at that West Brom and you look at what the lads did after Barcelona in front of the cop, yeah. and you realise how far we've come yeah. just from those two images. They're stood in the same fucking place, yeah. and yet. That's the beginning. It's 11 lads who, who, and half of them miss it because Klopp's trying to curl them up. Like Mignolet gets there just as they're basically finished doing it. And there's a couple lads at the end who do it, are a bit embarrassed doing it or whatever to the entire playing staff and the, and the, the, the off the field staff and the, the, the office staff and the, the dinner ladies are all there <laughs> singing You'll Never Walk Alone at the, at the peak of the voice. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely unreal. Gents, that's been a. An absolute pleasure, as I say, long may it continue. Thank you very much, everyone, uh, for watching, for listening to it as a podcast as well. And uh, make sure you go over to theathletic.co.uk forward slash the Red Men TV to get that 50% discount on your yearly subscription rate. Get that amazing writing because, yeah, it promises to be another fantastic year. You've got your Red Men TV subscription, of course you have. Get your Athletic subscription boxed off as well because, uh, yeah, on the Jürgen Klopp, odds are it's going to be a fantastic ride. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.